This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com/terriblewarriors. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Hello and welcome to These Warriors Are Terrible. I'm Tom, he's an evil genius white, and I'm tonight's GM, and we're playing Wild Talents. Let our players introduce themselves and the superheroes they're playing. On my left, hi, I'm Big Mike from the 404s, and I am playing Quantum, also known as Dr. Jonathan Cortez. I'm Frank Stallone. Uh, I will be playing, yes. Uh, I am Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekingGeek.net. I am playing Ryan Judas, aka The Loner. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) I'm angsty and shit. Uh, I'm Cassie Casabella Choo Choo, and it took me this long to realize that people are also using uh, their Twitter handles as nicknames. So from now on, I'm I'm, I'm going by Cassie D Twenty Love Choo. You can follow me there on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'll be playing uh, Tempest, aka Toshiko Shimomura. Um, yeah, we'll get more into that, I guess. <laughs> sure, was a lot of syllables. It's Dramatic. A lot of, it is. It's yes. Yeah, I'm basically an airbender who also <laughs> shoots lightning and controls lightning. You're so tentative about saying <laughs> what you are. Like, I'm a thing. <laughs> I do stuff. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and I'm sharing the mic with Cassie today. And I'm playing uh, Marcel Lacroix, a.k.a. Dr. Saturday. And I am basically this universe's version of Batman. Whose name everyone is going to make fun of. What's your name again? Frenchie? <laughs> My name is not Frenchie. It is Dr. Saturday. Are you actually going to have that accent for the entirety of this campaign? Because it suddenly got really better because of it. We- oh, no. <laughs> I am going to be doing a terrible accent again, folks. Be warned. Okay, now, this is an original setting I created for this game, but I won't go into any lengthy intro to set it up. I'm just going to jump right in, and hopefully we'll acclimatize you to the story as we play. Or we'll just rip it apart like we usually do. Yep. <laughs> so you're uh, saying we don't fight aliens called fish in this world? Uh, no. Are there horses with were, mustaches? Were you preparing to follow the story <laughs> in the <laughs> book? Oh, you're uh, going to be for, for those who have That was who've... a year ago. Let it go, <laughs> man. Nope. For those who have never played Wild Talents before, the base setting of this book is about 200 pages long. Yeah, there's a lot of story that we're not going to use there. Well, uh, I made it my own. Okay. Wild Talents was made by George R. R. Martin in his no. RP. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Wild Cards. Uh, Wild Talents actually 7, right? started about 10 years ago, or no, more than 10 years ago, as an RPG called Godlike, which was superhero role-playing during World War II. And then they updated the system, updated again, and I, I've totally been playing this thing since it started, guys. I'm a hipster. All right, all right. Cool. To set the scene, the year is 2025, and about four years, 40 years since the time talents, or people with superpowers, successfully fought off a full-scale alien invasion from a race of aliens known colloquially as the Gammons. Our four heroes have been called in from their respective parts of the United States to converge in Los Angeles. The plan is to meet with Agent Hawkins at the airport, who has called the four of them in to answer a crisis. Some have traveled by plane to get there, some flew under their own power. Heroes, by this point, you've all arrived, with the exception of Loner, who seems to be running late. Are, are we supposed to be showing up in like superhero gear, or can uh, we yes. be in cities? Okay. Are, are we showing up? Because my, my outfit is bright silver with blue gloves, <laughs> cape, and boots. It's kind of ostentatious. Are, are yeah. we showing up in public? Yes. Like, with actual people around? Yes. As opposed to hand puppets, yes. Because uh, we're all kind of famous, as I've come to understand. We're all known here. I'm an urban legend. Yeah. I, I don't do standing around in public. Uh, to clarify with my character, um, 
My character in real life is female, but um, she she's kind of gender ambiguous, so like she just really doesn't care. And Tempest is sort of known as male for whatever reason. She just doesn't. Just doesn't fight it. It does. Um, it doesn't matter. She's well, like, I'm just you here all to have the secret identities. <laughs> and so if you all, if you're all meeting, then you're gonna know each other's secret identity, and whatnot, and you each have a print. Out. For yeah, for <laughs> for your protection, you usually don't tell each other what you're. I definitely don't. I'm Batman. <laughs> so that's why you're all in costume. So so where is this actual physical? Wow, location my costume that we're is in? literally a trench coat. Uh, Los Angeles Airport. LAX. <laughs> Subtle. So, so I'm just flying down, and I land, yeah. and I gently walk in, say, hello, citizen, hello. Yes, it's actually me. I'm not a weirdo in a suit. Yes, hello. Because he flies into LAX, does he have to check through uh, customs? <laughs> no, I didn't, leave, just, I didn't leave the country. <laughs> this is like the parking lot, basically. That's the parking lot <laughs> of LAX. We, 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 we are, are having a superhero meeting <laughs> in the parking lot of Los Angeles International Airport. <laughs> I, I'm new to this. Not super- the Denny's down the street. I'm new to the superhero team-up thing, but I feel this is not subtle. <laughs> I, that is what I'm going to say. That's in character. Um, so, yeah, if we're just in the middle of a parking lot. Um, <laughs> There's some shuttle bus. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I... Uh, can I, just, I, I, can I just see you trying to sneak by a car? I just kind of wave to you. You won't from... see me if I'm sneaking. Um, you basically turn around at some point, and Dr. Saturday is standing there. And you're not really sure how you didn't see him approaching. It doesn't seem like it should be physically possible at this time of day. But he's just there. Uh, Dr. Saturday is um, about 6'3". And you can't see a lot of him. Um he is a very well-built uh, black man. He's wearing a tuxedo, or at least the ragged remains of a tuxedo, covered in strips of cloth. Uh, if you've read uh, Brian, uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series, yeah. he basically is wearing a mist cloak. Okay. Um, he has a skull mask on that covers pretty much everything but his mouth and a bit of his chin. Uh, he has a top hat on, and he carries a cane with him. He sort of looks like a bit over-the-top representation of Baron Samity. Yeah. And he's just kind of suddenly there. Okay, now, can, I, can I interact with him, or are you going to do more stuff? Uh, well, I, I pass the mic time, to Cassie. Uh, on the parking lot, what can only be described as an armored Yay. limo pulls up and halts. And within seconds, a winged humanoid shape slams into it from the sky and tumbles onto the scr- street with a reddish-orange flash of light. Well, that was subtle. <laughs> Do we know this person? Um, no. Sure as hell ain't me. Sure as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Describe your character, Cassie. So, yeah, if people weren't taking notice now, before, they are now. Well, yeah, it's just, well, we, I guess we're going to go over and see if he's okay, since we're all uh, superheroes. Yes. Uh, yeah, the figure is a young 20-something male wearing a tank top and jeans. There no longer seems to be any trace of the wings you all swear you just saw. Uh, his face is busted open, and a large patch on the back of his right shoulder has been scraped raw. He seems woozy, but he slowly brings himself to his feet. Do we? Does, is he a hero? Do we know who he is? Uh, you've never seen him before. Okay. Does anyone know CPR? Why, Yes! Yes, Dr. Saturday does know first aid. I, I debate Dr. Saturday's entire possibility of resuscitating everyone with a skull mask on his face. Does <laughs> anyone else know CPR? <laughs> I'd just, like to see your as, first aid certification. As, your, um, as he stands there, his wounds are actually slowly healing themselves. Oh, good. He's one of those. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> okay. The door of the limo opens up and Agent Hawkins steps out. Uh, he's a salt and pepper haired man who has a hard, serious look about him, but quantum and Dr. Saturday, both of you have worked with him before and know him to actually be a pretty down to earth person. Someone who you can count on to back you up when the bureaucrats give you red tape and when you're out there saving lives, etc. So is Cassie's character here too? Y- yes. Everyone accepts. Oh, uh, loner just showed up. I'm going to be strolling out of the airport. Uh, you see, a white kid He's probably about no older than 23, Long black coat on, blue jeans, white t-shirt, and wraparound Bret Hart sunglasses, more or less. Uh, kind of slicked back hair. 
And uh, that's total, like, I don't give a crap attitude. You just oh. see him just kind of str- strut over towards the armored limo. Describe her character. She's right. gonna, going to if you let her. So, um, I mean, you kind of peer over and you notice just sort of a very quiet character, uh, very short, black hair, sort of like slightly longer and spiky in the front. And just imagine like sort of a Strider hear you kind of ninja suit, but in all black with like very dark blue details. That's... Am I the only one who That's came Tempest. to this party not wearing black? I think. I, <laughs> am I the only one who dressed like it's not Halloween? <laughs> I don't normally work during the daytime. Clearly, you don't also work where people can see you because they'd comment on your outfit. Why do I smell Cajun spices? <laughs> uh, in moments, two pickup trucks screech around the corner, and about twenty well-armed thugs spring from the doors and flatbeds, armed with shotguns and assault weapons. One of them even has a rocket launcher. And they're heading towards the guy who just slammed into the limo. Well, let's get in the Bitch, way of that. please. Let's get in the way of that. Uh, <laughs> now it's starting to feel more like a regular day. Okay, um, the, the crowd is starting to disperse. And Are all these guys really yep. bunched together? Um, there's like two trucks. So, so um, how many yards would you say they like? Are they together side by side behind each other? Um, they're kind of advancing over in like a line, um, like not like the opposite of single file, like they're parallel horizontal line. Uh, okay. They're, they're spread out to basically open fire as like a firing squad. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I'm going to turn on my intangibility. Okay. I mean, not my intangibility, my, uh, kinetic armor. Okay. Uh, Tom, do these guys look like, uh, military or just criminal thugs with guns? Just criminal thugs with guns. Actually... They come to a complete halt when they see the four of you. Apparently, they didn't notice you before. You came to the wrong neighborhood. Tom, you're wearing a bright silver just outfit, so people don't the, the, notice. There's a crowd clearly, gathered around. The you. simple fact that I am standing there, Tom, I am uh, using my intimidation. Okay. Because it's stupidly high. Okay, uh, you can roll if you want. Sure. Um, six by ten. Uh, okay. Dr. Saturday walks forward just nonchalantly, very calmly, looks at all of them, looks at the guy with the rocket launcher. That's not going to be anywhere near enough. Okay, they all freeze in place in complete awe and silence. The first one to move is a tall, very muscular man with a scarred face who holds his AR-15 out with both hands and carefully lays it down on the floor and puts his hands behind his head. <laughs> the rest follow immediately. <laughs> awesome. The first sensible thing you've done all day. <laughs> Wise decision. Uh, you all get one willpower point to add to your total. Yeah. <laughs> Were they just Don't going to surrender anyway, Tom? <laughs> a GM never reveals the secrets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes. Oh, and the drivers of the truck just peel off and leave their friends behind. Oh, no, we're not having that. I'm going to go fly after them. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches get stitches. Can I go fly after them? Uh, Yes, you can, but you'll have to turn off your kinetic armor first. That's fine. Okay. Um, Okay, so you head off after them. Okay. Um, If no one minds, I'm just going to do this for a couple minutes. I, I, intangibility, go in and sit next to the passenger seat. Okay. Excuse me, sir. I'd like you to pull over, please. I'm performing a citizen's arrest, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay, you scare the crap out of him, and he like. Why well, grab the wheel? He yanks the wheel to one side and slams into um slams into another car. And <laughs> nice job, Boy Scout. <laughs> well, I think that situation resolved itself. I'm move on to the next car. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't tell whether he has actual whiplash, but he got knocked back from the impact pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> I just check his pulse really quickly. Uh, yeah, he's alive. Okay, good. Um, I fly off after the next one. Okay. <laughs> and we try again. <laughs> uh, Tom, what's the condition of the person in the car that he slammed into? He's fine now. He's completely healed. No, no, no. I, no. The car that I hit. Yeah. Oh. You said the guy, the car that, he, that Mike went into slammed yeah. into another car. Yeah. What's the condition of the people in the car that it slammed into? Um, Actually, I'll check them too really quickly. Yeah. Uh, from where you're looking, it doesn't look like anyone was seriously hurt, but the car is pretty badly damaged. I can see things from over a quarter mile away, Tom. Okay. How are they doing? They're fine. Okay, cool, cool. 
Uh, going on to the next car, where we'll try again. I'll try being gentle about this one. I fly along the window. I knock politely. Excuse me, could you pull over? I'm performing a citizen's arrest. Roll down uh, your window. I don't want to punch your car into the next county. Okay, yeah, he's, he's he steps on the brakes and just puts his hands straight up. Thank you. I just I pick up his car, car and bring him back. Okay. Actually, no, I pile him on top of the other wrecked car and then I go. Like the whole, I take the van, I pile on top of the other van, and then I go. Okay. Some government agents have already um, arrived to uh, to take care of them. Gentlemen. Okay. Uh, Hawkins says, yeah, don't worry about them. We'll take care of them. Local authorities are on their way. Our people hold them till they arrive. Uh, we have our own concerns. Come with me. And he gestures inside the limo for the four of you to enter. Just out of curiosity, Agent Hawkins, who was the winged man who plowed into your car? Um, that's the strange thing. We, we've been um, tracking talents for a while, and we've never seen this person before. Is the winged guy still there? Yeah. He's, uh... Does he have a name? Uh, you haven't spoken to him. He hey, Sparkles, really... what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm Mickey. Hi, Mickey. <laughs> Do I sense guilt within his soul, Tom? Um... I, I, he I has, have, he has unpaid parking yeah, tickets. Is this okay, a reference um, or just Dr. Saturday does? has a power to detect guilt in people. What do you see when you look at me? Uh, you feel guilty over not putting the toilet seat up. Uh, it looks like three by six. Uh, sorry, three by seven, Tom. Okay, yeah, he. you definitely sense guilt in him. What is he guilty about, Tom? Uh, why don't you ask him? Stupid. <laughs> Who are you, Mickey? How do you want me to answer that? I can see guilt within you. Okay, so so I picked a fight with a gang. Really? Well, that was smart. And what did you do to pick this fight with the gang? Uh, see that big muscly guy? Um, I I insulted his common law wife, and uh, and then I punched him and ran. <laughs> the most justifiable I, I, of all causes. You're saying that armed thugs almost opened fire. In a crowded airport parking lot. With a rocket launcher. With a rocket launcher, because you decided to pick a fight with a man over his wife. Common law wife. Uh, Well, thanks for the help. (laughs) Do gang lords have common law wives? I I thought they were just called their bitches. And this just comes Mm. out of Quantum's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Quantum, I didn't even know you knew how to swear. Uh, It's nomenclature. This is all very fascinating, guys, but can we maybe get out of the parking lot where we're drawing a little bit less attention? Come on, Frenchie. Um, Come on, Mickey. Mickey just kind of dusts himself off and bolts. (laughs) He runs. Yeah. Uh, I can can deal with that if we want me to. Go! (laughs) We're just going to hang here. I suspect if Agent Hawkins is here, there are more pressing matters. Well, let's ask Hawkins. We can deal with him later. Hawkins? Hawkins, do you want me to catch Uh, him? Just let him go. We'll... We'll uh, send we'll send some ears out after him. He hasn't really. <laughs> may, I, may I say something? Yes. Just yelling at Mickey. Mickey, please change your lifestyle. <laughs> or else. No, or else. We do things. Well, you don't, obviously. I'm not going to sell you death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> what is that from again? Attack the clones. All right. <laughs> Going to sell you death. <laughs> that was the best part of the entire prequel trilogy. Remember, kids, don't smoke. Okay, so are you entering the limo? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. In our own unique ways. Uh-huh. Okay, as the limo pulls away, he looks you all sharply in the eye. Once he's sure you're all paying attention, he begins. This isn't the sort of assignment we usually give you folks. This is just a simple corporate theft. But it's something worth a lot of money to some very wealthy patrons, and the higher-ups want to make them happy, so they're sending the best, which is you. That said, this is really important to the economic growth of the United States, and there's a possibility talents are involved, so you should treat this as important. Uh, As a side note, when he says you're the best, you kind of know they do have something bigger up their sleeves. There's one talent known as Nihilus, and he's the most powerful talent in the world. 
He's so powerful the U.S. government keeps him in, hidden, only to be used in the most dire of emergencies. And the Israeli and Brazilian governments also have similar super weapons. I've, uh, I have like data sheets if someone wants to look it over. It's not something we need to discuss on the show. You're saying that you pulled us he away. He has the same powers I do. Who? Yeah, but Nihilus. He, but he's cooler. Does it wear silver? Silver's awesome. Shut up. <laughs> You're saying that you pulled us away from dealing with actual crime happening in our cities. I don't know about you, but so, I'm just here for the paycheck. I never would have guessed that ever. Never would have to deal that. with corporate espionage. Because look, I know this kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I'm giving you all some top of the line equipment and some modded cell phones. Make sure you keep them on, and we can call you if something comes up that's a better use of your abilities. Well, I got nothing else going on. Dr. Friday, are you okay? Saturday. Sorry. (laughs) Dr. Saturday. I like Friday better. It's my favorite day of the year. Week. Well, good for you, Quantum. Is there like a Nurse Thursday? Just You having fun over there, Cassie? <laughs> You're just kind of imagining this farm boy, really open-hearted guy. It's kind of simple. Just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Quantum he- doesn't deal with anything normally. Yeah, and uh, Tempest has just kind of said nothing, arms folded, just kind of... Following along, he'll say things when he feels the need to. Okay, uh, so he hands you some headsets. They're they're kind of like these small metal bands with little glass inserts. They kind of look like Google hair glass? bands. Or, yeah, glass? they look like Google Glass. <laughs> sort of. We don't even get GoPros. We get Google Glass. Really? Twenty five, twenty five. Does everyone own a Google Glass? It's it's no similar. one owns it's, one now. It's a different thing. <laughs> it's so eleven years from now. It doesn't mean the technology is going to make a comeback. Might. Well, maybe it does. <laughs> anyway. I like GoPro's better. Because, uh, most of you, you have used these before, though. Loner, you're, you're new, so maybe a little bit of explanation is in order. These are recording devices you wear over your eyes. They transmit video back to HQ. We can use them to analyze information for you. They also allow us to have recorded video of your actions. As some of you may be aware, last month one of our heroes got into hot water for beating an allegedly unarmed man half to death. She claimed the man was threatening... Oh, if it was me, he'd be dead. She was claimed you? the man was threatening to blow up an apartment complex, but because she wasn't 100%. recording video of the man's threats, we have no evidence to support her claims, and the media went berserk. So please keep them on whenever you're working. So anything I see, you see? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if it had been me, Quantum, I would have left evidence beside his body. Because <laughs> I would have... I can't tell if we're very Because I'm going to pull out my cell friends. phone at this time, Tom. Are we good friends yeah. yet? You can take... Okay. I'm going to pull out my cell phone and start looking at the strangest porn I can find. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking <laughs> I have to admit that's less than what I imagined, but I don't want to yeah. tell you what I imagined because I don't want you to go there. <laughs> Give it time. I'll try. He says you can take them off when you need to go to the bathroom or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> nope. <Whatever> <laughs> <laughs> the government's time. <laughs> but it's in all of our best interest to... To turn them and leave them on every time you're working, please and thank you. Oh, indeed, count on it. <laughs> uh, you can also use these devices to record personal video for individual needs, and I would encourage you to do so any anytime you feel it's necessary. Oh, look at this guy's smile. <laughs> <laughs> Say which guy it is. It's mostly Dodge, just like, oh, I'm going to make porn. <laughs> yes, yes, go. now I'm going to make to the right. <laughs> I'm going to make stuff that's going to go on Brazzers. <laughs> I just love the idea of some like corporate bureaucrats having to edit through all of this crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> my stupid no, no, his poor handler, the poor guy at Loner's Monitoring Station. It's like, after the first hour, he's like, I quit. <laughs> I, qu- I quit, guys. I I can't look at horses the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And they're like, okay, guys, we need to find the most perverse man in the office. Somebody get Joe up from the mailroom. <laughs> Joe, here's your handler's handbook. Sit down there. Promotion your job is time. to watch everything that this man does from now until the end of the mission. Did it's like, he's like Krieger in that one episode from Archer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm going to need my special glove. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for a very special important announcement. We need money. 
well, not really, but we kind of. Well, okay. So this podcast will always be free, but there are some bills that we have to pay. So we partnered up with some really cool people that we think you might be interested in. So we're going to talk about them for a second, and then we're going to get right back into the show. Okay? Trust us; it'll be very quick. Hello, Steve Saylor here for These Warriors Are Terrible. I'm back again with another Audible recommendation because this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. That's right, folks. Audible is sponsoring the show. They really sunk low in for this show. <laughs> no, not really. If you go to audibletrial.com slash terriblewarriors, you can get a 30-day risk-free trial. That means you can cancel any given time during that 30 days. And it, there's no risk to you. And you can get a free book on us. That's right. A free audio book or audio program. Because they have radio dramatizations and stuff, too, So, which are really good. I'll, I'll recommend a few of them in the later because I love old-time radio stuff. Anyway, audibletrial.com slash terriblewarriors. You'll be helping to support the show. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from. So you may be asking yourself, with all those titles, how do I choose which free book I want to get. There's just too much choice. Well, that's why we're here. That's why I'm here, to recommend something to you. And if you have a recommendation for Audible, email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com or message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash terriblewarriors. If you have a recommendation for us for Audible that you love, send it, and I will mention you, you rec- that you recommended this to us and we're recommending it to you because... Both you and you, you as the fan, you and you as the fans are awesome. So this week's recommendation, because Tom, he's an evil genius white. This is his very first campaign on Terrible Warriors, and it's superhero related. We've done superheroes in the past. Check out our campaign section for Marvel Avengers. We've done that. But this is very own original superheroes, and we couldn't go a recommendation without recommending the very first superhero, and that's Superman. So this recommendation, it's called It's Superman, and it was published in 2005, and it's a long book. It's like 16 hours. I was surprised at how long this book is. It's a complete unabridged book. Uh, It basically is the retelling of Superman, but with a sort of modern twist, but it's set in the 1930s. And I will say this, though. It doesn't have any of the movie stuff. So even like Christopher Reeves or anything, it doesn't have any of that uh, feel to it. It is directly from like kind of from the comics. So it goes from Clark Kent's life uh, in 1930s America, in the backwaters of 1930s. Then it goes to like New York City and all that. So it's a great, great book. It's a great recommendation because, hell, I love Superman. I know some people don't really like him because he's too too powerful or it's just he's just not modern enough or just I don't know there's no depth to him. I love Superman, always have been and I I can't recommend this book enough. It is a great read and the narrator, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I should have had it open up, up right now, but you know, I'm a terrible person, hence the title of the podcast. Recommend it highly enough. It's called It's Superman and that's our audible recommendation for this week. So, that's it. audibletrial.com/terriblewarriors you can get It's Superman as your free book if you sign up now. So, audibletrial.com slash terriblewarriors. That's it. I'll see you next time. As always, I remain obediently yours. So after a long drive out of L.A. and into a smaller neighboring town, the limo pulls into the mini parking lot of a small office building. Looks like an IT firm or such. Uh, almost all of the windows are smashed and replaced with cardboard. A loading dock at the end of the parking lot has a giant gaping hole. Uh, the walls around it are blackened. There's a pile of debris shoved to one side. Uh, Hawkins says, Mr. Gregor will will let you into the building and explain everything. Uh, there's also a black van waiting for you. He points to a van in the parking lot, and a driver will take you anywhere you need to go when you're done here. Uh, you, you know how to get in touch with me if you need anything else. Why are you all looking at me? <laughs> I'm not. You don't talk much, do you, Tempest? Tempest shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> Tempest only talks in third person. <laughs> Doing. I'm getting that. <laughs> it's just kind of on off putting for quantum. It's like, okay, did I offend this person? I don't know. It's like even the crazy guy in the skull mask actually talks to me. He's not very nice. But <laughs> then there's the weird guy in the trench coat. I'm worried what's underneath that. <laughs> I think I'm rolling with Nothing. a bad I think Ladies. I'm rolling with a bad crowd this time. 
Hey, you know that whenever you work with Saturday, he's, for all that he seems like a really, really weird, creepy guy and very serious. He's are we, like, are he's, we saying we've worked together before? You're Superman, I'm Batman. Of course we've worked together <laughs> okay. before. Okay. I'm sure you've at least crossed paths. Yeah. Probably. You, uh, Mike, <laughs> at the superhero mixer. Quantum would thus be aware <laughs> that uh, Dr. Saturday's whole voodoo shtick yeah. is yeah. literally just a shtick. I, know, I just kind of imagine me picnic. meeting you for the first time while you're prowling. I'm like, sir, I think you are a supervillain. I will take you to the authorities and try to carry you off. And it kind of went badly from there. Well, have you ever? did you ever see the, uh, the animated uh, Batman-Superman crossover? Of course I've seen it. I'm not <laughs> Judo throws Superman across the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anyway, we've got an office building, Tom. Okay. Uh, as you all begin leaving the car, Hawkins stops the two of you. Uh, Quantum, Dr. Saturday, a word, please. What did I do? Um, yes. Keep an eye on the weird kid. Okay, so... Cassie's <laughs> so, become so invested in Quantum's mental well-being. <laughs> is it, Cassie, is that your shtick? Do you just... You become very invested in the mental well-being of one of the PCs. <laughs> I don't want Quantum to see a puppy get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Just look away. Don't worry. I cry for a week. Cassie always playing the group's therapist. <laughs> it's okay, Quantum. We'll oh, give you some. Yeah. <laughs> the happiness officer. <laughs> happiness is mandatory, folks. Happiness, yes. Okay. Anyway, so. He says in a low voice, uh, Tempest is a little bit green, but we have every confidence in his abilities. Loner, on the other hand, is on his first assignment, and his file is full of red flags. So Words like rage and aggression come up a lot. Uh, one expert called him borderline psychotic, although th- that assessment is contested. <laughs> As... By what? Hmm? By what? By... Um... I tend examiners. to liquefy It's taking you way too long to <laughs> hey, say to make me feel Yo. comfortable. Does your character have the capacity to feel guilt? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not <laughs> really. Um, yeah. So Dr. Saturday looks over at Loader for a moment, turns back. Just yeah. get a smirk. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, and says very quietly, yes, I believe the man is in fact a sociopath. His psych eval mostly checks out, and he's too powerful for us not to give him a trial run, but I'm going to ask you to keep an eye on him. I'm not asking you to report anything, and I don't expect you to babysit. I just want you to try and make sure he doesn't go too far. So is is he basically our Hulk? Like, Is that what I'm understanding? (laughs) Uh, You remember um, two months back when we had to deal with that one uh, Rageaholic? Remember him? Yes. Yeah, same thing. Okay, we've got it. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. Okay. I like the fact that we so, have a shared history now. Invisible just... bro fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> no one sees it. Do those two hate each other? Or are they really syncing up really well? <laughs> it's like Saturday really likes quantum because he feels guilt over the most bullshit. <laughs> we are light and darkness. Ebony and Ivory. All right, let's go. He's got so, really good detection abilities that I don't have. So a youngish man steps out of the building and approaches you. He says, uh, hi, I'm Hal Gregor. I'm the CEO. Do you want to come in? Yes, thank you. Eh. Okay, the limo pulls out as he lets you in. Um, he walks you to an elevator and takes you down to the basement. Uh, what was stolen from us is a prototype machine we were developing we called the Goro. It's a machine that can melt down, mold, and shape metal almost instantly into any shape. Uh, think of it as sort of a giant 3D printer that uses metal. It uses plastics, too, and certain other substances like carbon nanotubes. Uh, we can use this to build car parts, microchips, and anything in between. In our test runs, we managed to assemble a bus frame from scratch in less than an hour. Uh, or it could be used to manufacture weapons. Or dildos. Presumably, yes. <laughs> the I'm Goro just saying what everyone was thinking, that's all. <laughs> no one was thinking that. The Goro fills the size of a warehouse, but be- can be collapsed and fit into the back of a truck for transportation. This was going to revolutionize industry for the country until it was stolen. If we don't get it back, our company goes under. Now, wouldn't this put like millions of people out of work, just out of curiosity? Uh, this is actually, strangely, a fairly small operation. We're not, um, not millions, maybe hundreds. But your machine would revolutionize how industry works. Yes. Um, and you wonder why someone stole it. <laughs> Well, in all fairness, you can teach people new skills and uh, with through adaptive training and things like that. It's actually a very good program out in the 
West Coast for that. It's the most, you can stop me at any time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is quantum being quantum. Um, so, Tom, yeah. first of all, Dr. Saturday is looking around at the security system. And then he's just going to turn to, uh, what's the guy's seat? What's the CEO's uh, name? Hal Greger. Greger. Oh. Uh, Mr. M- Mr. Greger, what is your security system here? Well, we have, we have plenty of security. Uh, we have we have cameras. We've got motion sensors. We have security guards. Um, this happened at four o'clock in the morning. Our cameras were disabled before anything happened, so we have no video of the incident. Our alarms went off. Our security guards passed out. We're not sure how. And before police could arrive on the scene, a wall of our loading dock had been blown apart, and the Goro was gone. Nobody else was around to see it. Show us the loading dock. Okay. Um, the elevator reaches the. Loading I dock? guess, yeah, the loading dock, and it's pretty much empty. Uh, hold on, just let me... Just out of curiosity, the hole that was blown in the loading dock, was it actually blown? Was it melted, or...? That's what we're going down there to find out. Because I'm wondering... I'm putting, uh, the microscope, putting it under the microscope over here. Now, one other question I have for you, Mr. Game Master. Uh, how far away is this building from other buildings? Like, I'm looking for things like a gas station, an ATM. Um... Is it literally in the middle of nowhere or like in, in a small industrial park? It's like uh, there are things like a block away and so on. There are a couple of other nearby buildings. Uh, Dr. Saturday, at the interest of um, investigation, why don't we check the cameras from the surrounding blocks? Everything here is out, but I doubt everything around it's out. We might be able to pick up some audio evidence or video artifacts. We need to look at video objects, yes, but we also need to look at the wall itself. To determine exactly how the wall was destroyed. Oh, close to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to determine exactly how the wall was destroyed. We need to speak with one of the security guards. I want to check them to see if we can discover what ability was used on them. We need to build a profile of the individual in question. Um, if the individual in question had powers, I can tell you who I think it is. Uh, one of our former employees. Douglas Tratt. I fired him last month. I think he came back and stole the machine out of revenge. And he was able to blow holes in walls before you fired him? No. I would, I would think that'd be a high-risk problem at that um, point to hire a gentleman who can blow holes in walls. No, I he, think you give him a good severance help. package. He had to have had help. And why do you think this, this Mr. Trad? Uh, I found out he was building a robot using our machine and metal deposits. He insisted it was just a small personal project of his, but this wasn't like a little monkey with symbols. Was it a love robot? He, he had a half, that was my first thought. He had a half-completed uh, battle suit with functional weapons. So we think he might have intended to sell it to a black market arms dealer. So yeah, I let him go, and I had, I had his machine dismantled. Let him go, and, and I had him right over the, the cops. dismantled pieces of the machine? We, we used it to build other things. So are we at the room at the loading dock, Tom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can I just say one thing as the door is open and we see the hole? Saturday, I found the hole. <laughs> Thank you, Quantum. Helping. Yes. <laughs> I just, I just Go team. Ca- I just leave over to cast his character. I do this in purpose. He goes, uh, like, here's a picture of him. He shows you a picture on his tablet of a man who kind of has like a Bill Gates sort of look about him. Kind of a small sheepish grin on a slender face with long stringy dirty blonde hair. He says he's a legit genius. His work with artificial intelligence and robots is phenomenal. Uh, I can send a picture to your phone if that helps. As he says this, you hear Hawkins' voice come through your headsets. Tell him no need. I'm sending you the image in a full profile right now. <clears throat> uh, Tom, so headset. Yep. <laughs> I know that's why. Uh, so seeing the was wall. There. Uh, does it look like it was blown open from uh, inside, outside? Was it actually blown open? Was it melted? Was it uh, Okay, do a scrutiny open? check? Sure. Uh, scrutiny. Where's my scrutiny? Oh, yeah, my scrutiny is lots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> lots? Um, is that the same denomination as bunches? Uh, let's see. And One, shit ton. two, three. Uh, five by five, Tom. Uh, it was definitely blown up from the inside. Okay, so something it was broke like out. an explosive force was yes. pressed against it. Uh, using my ridiculously high sense, can I smell um, any residue from it? Can I uh, do like an almost microscopic scan? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, what do you want me to roll? Just more scrutiny? Uh, I guess perception. Okay. My perception is slightly lower. Slightly 
Uh, let's go by. Uh, let's go with four by eight, Tom. That's pretty good. Um, you can find little traces of plastique. Ah. Um, None of us could see what you yeah, saw. No, you I'm about to, to say something. I know the character's <laughs> um, saying that to you. Saturday <laughs> leans down. Um, he kind of runs his finger along it. He looks at it. He actually starts sniffing at it. Plastique. Did you get it in your face mask? Pardon? Nothing. 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 <clears throat> the wall was detonated using plastique. So it wasn't metahumans? Possibly not. Probably not. If he could build a robot battle suit using this machine, he may have had the opportunity to build it in full scale somewhere else. But in this case, it looks like plastique was used to detonate the wall. Wait, is the elevator big enough to accommodate the machine? No. So how do um, we get it out here? The the loading dock has a like there's a oh, yeah there is elevator? a loading dock. Oh, okay. um, no, there's like a ramp that goes up um, onto the main street. Yeah, but how do you get it from the labs to here? Did he use like a pull cart or something? Um, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little red wagon. Super science on a pull cart. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> I'm committing crime. <laughs> Essentially, they need a. Wagon. It's like <laughs> Charlie Brown supervillain. <laughs> oh, good grief! This is heavy. I feel like we. I think essentially we were they need like a, a team of people to carry this. Yeah, um, there's no way one person could. So hire goons, basically. Um, possibly. And uh, I think we've killed Tempest. And, and yeah, the just whole. Like, was... I just imagine that Tempest is really trying to just hold her shit together, just, just <laughs> chuckling every so often when Quantum opens his mouth. Like, and by the way, you don't. This, he exists. <laughs> At some point, when 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 you. When you were saying that you went over me, he's like, I do that on purpose. Tempest, like, kind of just pat you on the back and smirked a little bit. You know that I can hear you, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, you don't need a perception check to see that there are actually skid marks leading away from the... Uh, okay. From the ramp. Um, we'll need to speak with one of the guards. Are they on site? Um, yeah, one of them is. Okay. Uh, so uh, he... He calls him down, and he show, he comes down, uh, Hal uh, introduces you to him, says, this is Jim. He was working here this, that night. What happened, Jim? Um, said, well, I heard some noise coming from coming from the dock, and when I, hit, I headed over to it, and that's all I remember. I passed out. I woke up later. Everything was gone. Uh, Tom, using a sense guilt check while he's talking, I got four by six. Uh, you don't detect any guilt. Okay, he's not. He's not. Okay, he's not part of some conspiracy or something. No. Uh, doing a medicine check on him. Okay. Just to see if I can determine how he was knocked out. Uh, okay. Uh, so turn your head and cough. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Say, what are you gonna I got do? nothing. Nope. <laughs> I'm stumped. Well, sir, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, this happened a few days ago. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. You don't. You can't really tell. If Were there you was checked any out by a doctor? Uh, I was. He said. Uh, he said I was fine. There was no uh, lingering effects at all. Hmm. Well, uh, he he looks at the guard. Then he looks over to Quantum. Well, he didn't do it. Well, that's good. Hmm. That means you don't have to scare him with the scary mask. <laughs> You're going to still do that, I know, because that's your process, and I've come to accept that about you but I want you to know that I'm here for you and I care for a nicer way of doing things. I don't particularly need to do that in this case. He's innocent. And he looks at the guard. He's like, you're innocent. Good for you. (laughs) And then he promptly proceeds to ignore the guy once we've gotten the full story out of him. Saturday, I still think we need to go into group therapy. I'm I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Um, Been there. It didn't help. That's because you didn't have reassuring life friends to help you. <laughs> Is there going to be like a group hug later? Like one of them keeps <laughs> I trying, think we need one. <laughs> Tempest um, just kind of looks over at Quantum and kind of shrugs. Yo, Tempest, you ever well, get the feeling like we're the normal me. folk around here? <laughs> you ever get that feeling? Okay, Mr. Horse Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their kinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing leather underwear. 
course. Well, not. okay. I think we've come to an impasse at that point. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel guilt over. By yeah, way. we're the normal ones. You're the, you're you're you, and I'm you're basically you. like like a maybe possibly mute. Who knows? Like, <laughs> Tempus don't need this. Tempus is along for the ride. <laughs> All right. Now um, then. All right, here I'm. Um, I'm writing down Trad's address for you. Um, uh, Hawkins says, "Yeah, there hasn't been an actual investigation. The police only went there to see if he was hiding out. Uh, they've been told to hold off investigation and leave it to us. So his condo is virtually untouched." Okay. You want me to go there? Um, hmm. Okay. Now, uh, Gregor says, "Now Trad made it clear that when he left, he's determined to get back at me. I don't think he wants to kill me, but he does want to humiliate me." Uh, the police can't protect me unless I recover this machine. I don't have money for a bodyguard. I have no idea what he has planned, but if he stole this machine, he's capable of anything. Yeah, buy a gun, you'll be fine. So, Saturday, you don't like me carrying you to places when I fly, right? <laughs> if it is absolutely necessary. You guys have a van. <laughs> I know, but I'm <laughs> We have a van, but Quickly, three members of the team can van. fly. Three? I can, I can basically fly. I'm taking the mystery machine, and let's go. Wait, you have gravity control and you can't fly? Too lazy, dude. <laughs> that's effort, I guess, dude. I guess you, you are can, the superhero of Gen Y. Look at it this way, man. If someone gets in my way for traffic, I'm just going to lift their car and move it. It's clear the whole way. You are a 90s Liefeld character. God, yeah. Nice. We kind of have every different generation here. <laughs> oh, 80s great. Miller, Golden Age, Liefeld, and... Oh, anime. Yeah, anime. <laughs> <laughs> Slacker superhero, that's me. Good lord. And we might be going to fight Obadiah Stane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of Obadiah Stane. <laughs> Everybody watch out for when the soundtrack suddenly starts going into Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's okay, he was able to build us in a cave. With a bunch of scraps! <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. So we're, we're traveling there. <laughs> okay. Yes, anyway. <laughs> I'm flying because I've elected to. Okay. Um, so so I've basically uh, turned into, all you see is like this sort of, like it all, it's like wind, but if wind were slightly more blue. What? <laughs> <laughs> I basically turned into wind and I'm following you. You've turned into a Douglas Adams character. <laughs> Well, I mean, you gotta to be it. able to like kind of see me. You know, I'm there because well, the wind is a little bit bluer. You do have invisibility attached to that, so sure, yes. Okay, so uh, no, but but you know, Hang on, I it's like, hey, quantum, I'm here, just letting you know. No, no, I just, I just <laughs> want to know the shtick with quantum trying to talk to Tempest goes. We're gonna have this response. So, oh, cool, you can turn to wind too. Can you turn intangible? Like I can. Not really. Oh my god, you so talked! Right. I won. <laughs> <laughs> she can pretty much squeeze into anything that's not airtight, so yeah. it's not quite intangibility, but it's close. Quantum's just happy he got her to talk. <laughs> and him to talk. You think it's a guy. Well, that's nifty. How'd you get that power? Stole it. <laughs> eBay. <The shrugs>. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it because Quantum's mask covers his entire face. He's kind of pouting a little. All of all of all of Tempest's dialogue boxes are just an ellipsis. <laughs> Tempest doesn't talk much. Okay, so you arrive at the condo, which is a large sort of oval shape from the top down with visible solar panels on the roof. Uh, as you arrive, a security guard sees you and opens the door. Kind of an older guy, maybe fifties, early sixties, has a big pleasant grin. Hi there, I'm Gary. I was told you'd be coming by. Come on in. Wait, is this our Stan Lee cameo? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Please tell me your name is Stan. Uh, is it? No, but that's awesome. <laughs> is it now? He no. looks suspiciously like Stan Lee. Maybe. So okay. you just subconsciously projected Stan Lee this? <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> that's even better. Yeah, Hawkins says, it's okay. We alerted the condo you'd be coming. Uh, Not alerted the people in the condo, just we alerted the condo. We, the staff. Hello, the building. Building. <laughs> you know what I mean. Hello, building chan. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Why am I imagining Quantum just screaming at the building? Patrons, we are entering. We are going to respect your boundaries. Citizens, I am here to respect your privacy. <laughs> what? Quantum. Doing everything on the up and up because he doesn't know any other way. All right, so you head again. <laughs> so what you're saying, Tom, is they're, they're letting us in. I don't need to parkour up the side of the building. No. You can walk no, right you, in you the can front take door. The stairs like a normal person. I'm sorry, I don't understand that phrase. <laughs> we don't understand that phrase coming out of your mouth. No, yeah, it's true. I'm fl- I'm still flying around the building a little bit. No I'm ask Gary to so, park so, my yeah, van. Yeah, um, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stairs. How are they set up? Is it like a switchback on them, or is there like a hole up the middle? He wants to know if he can fl- fall down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah or just grappling hook up. It's like a, um, it's like a, a like the normal staircase in a. You know, is there a gap though that he can fall down in a dynamic way, or is is. it really tight where he can't do that without breaking himself as a person? There's a gap. Okay, grappling hook. Um, Elevator. It's it's on the first floor. His condo is on the first floor. Yes. What a loser! That's a weird building. (laughs) Not uncommon. My in-laws live yeah. only on the second floor of the condo. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I'm just used to condo buildings in Toronto where there's... Well, yeah, that's because it's Toronto. It's not safe on the first floor. It's because they're rich folk. Oh, <laughs> burn. Yeah, so okay, so let's go mirror. into the old white dude's house. Okay, so the interior of the condo <laughs> looks way more impressive than the outside. There's high ceilings, marble pillars, wax floors, and ceilings so shiny you can see reflections in them almost as, almost as clearly as if they were mirrors. Is this Having Dr. Sadie on the shoulder. That's what you look like. You're scary looking. <laughs> That's the point. I'm going really? to his fridge. Criminals are superstitious and cowardly. Yeah. Uh, Trad's condo is on the first floor at the end of the hall. Uh, Gary pulls out a swipe card to open the door for you. And this place is virtually untouched? Uh, yes. Okay. Follow me here. Okay. I, I want to go to his fridge. Okay. Good call. Because I want to see when the last time someone ate here was. Okay. There's nothing in the fridge at all except a single bottle of barbecue sauce that's just about empty. And the freezer is an ice tray with no ice. I feel like that's, that's a, a little weird, actually. 40 kinds of mustard and not a single thing to eat. <laughs> really like Sean. Uh, By the way, his condo seems incredibly small considering the rissiness of the building. It's like one bedroom, one bathroom. You said there were marble pillars. Yeah. He's just really cheap. Yeah, everything is neat and organized. There's nothing left out. It's actually really bare bones and boring. Like, no TV, no computer. He's got a port stash um, somewhere. Do I, like does it even smell like people have been here? Um, okay, I guess do a roll for that. Check the toilet. Yep. Uh, what do you want, perception? Or scrutiny? Uh, I'm sorry, what are we doing again? <laughs> I, I am sniffing to yes, see perception. if people have been here. Okay. You know, it sounds really weird when you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> We're not exactly batting five. well from their mouths. Uh, five by five, Tom. <laughs> as far as you can tell, no one's been in here for a while. Uh, uh, except, except possibly like the cops coming in just the other day. Okay, but it it like it doesn't smell it's, like this is. It doesn't looks smell like this is a in, place like, where people actually live. Does it smell like not in a while. or anything? Mm. No one has been here in some time. What does that mean? It means that this isn't somewhere where someone lives. This is somewhere. This is a place where someone appears to live. So it's a place to drop off stuff, basically, just to keep up appearances. No, this is a place only to keep up appearances. There are no personal touches to this location. There is no television. There is no entertainment system. Uh, Tom, bedroom? Like, is there even hair on the pillow? Or, uh, or is this just a bed that yeah. someone made and then left? Yeah, there is hair on the pillow if you uh, really scour. Um, yep. Um, someone has lived here at some point. Someone slept here. Someone ate here. Was it recent? Um, doesn't seem very recent. Weird. Not question, for several weeks, I would guess. Follow my logic. Check his laundry basket. Is there any laundry? Because um, if someone were to rob a place, they might change clothes. There is. Yeah, nothing in the laundry basket. This, nothing in the dresser. This at all. place wasn't robbed. Um, in the closet are some clothes, but only a few items. No shoes. What kind of person has no shoes? Saturday, Saturday. I'm not a teacher, Quantum. You can speak without me recognizing your hand. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to usurp your authority as a detective. So I'm respecting your boundaries. You come from a very strange way of life. 
Have I ever told you that? Yes, repeatedly. Except you've also called it stupid at occasion and redneck. <laughs> and naive, but what is it? Okay. Uh, well, I was just thinking, what if the clothes don't... You know pretty much what this guy's build is. What if the clothes don't match his size? Tom? Okay, um, do a scrutiny check. Did I do good? Yes, Quantum, you can have a Scooby snack. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you, you lied my last time. You said they weren't real. Uh, five by nine, Tom. Oh, that's... that's more than enough. Yeah, they they do fit his size. Yeah, they're they're his. Yeah. Um, okay, everyone, do a perception check. Okay, perception. Where the hell's that? Uh, if you don't have it, then just use sense. Oh, okay. Three D. Uh, you okay? Yeah, you're rolling your nine dice there. I got a two and a one. Oh. I got a nine. <laughs> I guess that sucks. Looking for any match. Uh, no! Get, get uh, five by seven, Tom. Okay. You notice that um, the far wall in the main room seems a bit off. It doesn't have a consistent texture with the rest of the walls. I'm going to find the edges of his secret paneling. Or you could just ask Quantum to pull it off. Uh, do another perception check. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, man, I'm not sure exactly how much I care about this building. In, this building is in L.A., not New Orleans. I'm not sure how much I care about it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, six by eight. Six by eight? Okay, perfect. Um, you notice that the thermostat's electronic display doesn't seem consistent with a thermostat. It shows 85 degrees, but it's considerably warmer than that, and there's no air conditioning running. It's a security system. It, it's, okay, is it like a secret panel, or does it actually have a code that needs to be typed in? Uh, it actually has a code. Do you want, you have a security system, I right? do. I can oh, literally... just like Quantum just pulled off the wall. You know what? Yeah. Let's just Fuck save ourselves it. some time. Dr. Saturday looks at, looks at it, feels around it, looks at Quantum, seems to think for a moment. Um, Quantum, punch a hole in the secret door, please. Why don't I just stick my head through it, because I'm intangible. Or you could do that. Thank you. <laughs> we don't need to be violent. I poke my head But out. it's much more fun. I can't see anything. It's really dark in there. Can someone pass me a flashlight that I can use? You're going to pass him a flashlight through the wall? Yeah. I can do do any of us actually have flashlights? I can see in the dark. Well, I can't intangible you through Let's the wall. Let's just rip the work. wall off. We'll let the natural light get in. What about the... Is the landlord still here? Fuck him. Um, Nervously looking over our shoulders. He's, he's kind of <laughs> waiting at the door, but... Do, do you mind if we take this wall out? It seems to be fake. The um, government will pay you. Fuck off for ten minutes. I'm gonna have to call this in. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he comes. He comes back a minute later. He says, "Yeah, you can take it down." Okie dokie. <laughs> and it's an interesting thing about Quantum's power. When he sticks his hand in, the whole panel comes out evenly, which is weird because damage doesn't work like that normally. But it all pulls off evenly, and he just sets it off to one side. How do you know what the panel's like? <laughs> no, because Quantum's ability is. is oh, not do you have super no physics on it? Yeah, his, his ability uh, doesn't... Oh, yeah. It's, that, his, it's part of his flight power to pull stuff Then your, your power actually does... Um, with the no physics extra, his he, power actually supersedes how the laws of physics are supposed to yeah. work. He doesn't have that extra, though. It's I don't. Oh, you don't? I told, I told you I did. Okay, I don't. It rips off normally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then! It's the best extra power in the game. Okay. <laughs> So uh, behind the wall is a much larger room than the rest of the condo you've seen so far, which includes a bit of a small lab. There's a table and a, com- a few computer monitors, although they don't seem to be connected to a tower. I think he's violated his homeowner's agreement. There's also a tablet laying on the table. Uh, are there any traps? Uh, you're going to have to do Some a scrutiny check for that. <laughs> uh, six by eight. You don't find any traps. The room is secure. Okay. Well, you never know. There might be a little button underneath the tablet that when you pick it There's up... There's always a little button underneath the tablet. <laughs> There's always okay. a What did Indiana Jones teach us about traps? You know There's what? I'm just, always a trap. I'm just going to take a strut in and grab this thing. I'm invincible anyway. I'm like, <laughs> screw traps. Who cares? Screw traps. Okay, um, so you're looking at the tablet? Yep, looking at the tablet. Okay. Turn this thing on. Okay, it's it's already powered on. There's a lock symbol at the bottom of the screen. There seems to be no touchpad to enter a password, but it does have a few USB ports and no other noticeable slots. Oh, fuck, I don't know how to use this. Dr. Saturday, I'll throw it to him. Uh, he catches it without even looking. <laughs> it's just like his hand comes up and it seems to neatly land in it. Like, Well, I'm done. Uh... 
Tom, I guess security systems check to see if I can figure out uh, how this thing is locked. Or... Okay. Um, do that and also do. Um, let me see. What's so Tempest? What's since they're just doing their whole superhero here? thing, we should just go to Denny's because clearly we are so useful right now. I'm going to let you do a, a, a roll for your professional but skill you as a newspaper editor. Wow. Okay. Plus what? Uh, newspaper editor and sense? Or? Uh, no, just just raw. Just three dice for being a newspaper editor. Yeah. I well, I guess, yeah, you can add or? mind. Yeah, add okay, mind. Okay, I'll add my mind to it. Might as well. Bizarrely, apparently he is more useful as this universe's J. Jonah Jameson than he is as Dr. Saturday for this check. Uh, that is two by ten. Oh, nice. I believe you get a willpower point for getting um, a roll at height ten. Yes, I think I do for natural ten. Okay. Um, I'm curious to you looking at this tablet that doesn't seem economically viable. It's made of metal and is very heavy. Uh, also, the plastic screen looks really durable, but it doesn't function well as a touch screen. Um, it seems like the materials are overly expensive and the whole thing is unwieldy. This is your investigative yeah, yeah. journalism talking. This is a very strange tablet. Uh, Tom, got a yep. thing I'd like to do. I'd like to okay. perceive the energy. Yes. Electricity in this room. Yes. So that's 8D. I'm looking for matches. Uh, yes, yes, you're looking for matches. Okay. Um, pair of ones, pair of fives. Oh, three fives, sorry. Probably and want to go with that one. Yeah, I'll go with the three fives. Okay, yeah, you, um, the most prominent form, source of energy seems to be the tablet. I'm going to go, uh, well, oddly enough, the strongest source of electricity in this room is coming from that tablet. Given this is, lo- this is like a lab, that seems a little, well, screwed up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, does this match with any of the equipment from the Goro? Uh, not as far as you know. Um, by the way, a number appears on the screen of the tablet. It says six. If it goes to five, we're getting the F out. Now it says five. Okay, bye. Can, can I have it, please? Now no. it says four. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now it says three. Quad well, flies up that really, really high. Okay, now it says two. Uh, uh, you're inside. No, I'm flying out. Yes, I know, but you have to fly through the entire building to, if you want to go up. No, I just go out the window and go up. While you're arguing, the device sprouts four mechanical legs. Eat it! <laughs> Eat it, oh my god, he miniaturized and kill a robot. <laughs> what do you think my powers stop that? What it's it's uh, thrashing around at you as you're holding it. I'll activate my density power. What do you think my power is that I can eat uh, this thing? I don't know. I figure uh, if you're super strong, you the screen of the tablet slides over to kind of a perpendicular angle. So while its bulk is flat facing the ground, the screen is facing you. I'm still um, and it. yeah. Like, yeah, the screen is moving while you're holding the bulk of it. Um, uh, can I fly up? With seems Wondum to uh, see if I can help him with whatever he's doing. Where is he flying? You're inside an apartment. Well, no, you're not. What you're I was going to the floors now. Fly out the window and go up with this thing. Okay. Now I'm holding on to it with superhuman strength. Okay. So it shouldn't be able to move. Uh, like parts of it are still able to move, but the the bulk of it, no, it can't. Okay. Um, it's in the process the, of transforming. The screen is um, following you wherever you go, and you see yourself displayed on it. And it protrudes a small metal tube and points it at you. Can I use my electricity to overcharge it? Uh, yes, you can. Um, destroy it, maybe? I don't like what it's doing. <laughs> you worried Quantum's going to hurt himself? <laughs> Emotionally damaged. <laughs> I really don't want Quantum to get oh, hurt. Uh, I who has, although, Quantum take a howitzer to the face. Okay, who has the lowest sense here? 2D. Uh, 3D. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> No, Tom, you need to wrap this up. Okay. It's time. You know what? We're just going to end it right there. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> the mysterious tomb. <laughs> the terrible Nexus 7. Will it kill us? <laughs> what the iPad come? of doom? What dangers will come out of the tablet's mighty trajectory tomb? All right, well, 0. thanks for listening. This is I'm Tom. He's an evil genius white. I'm being Mike for the full horse playing Quantum, the empty-headed. I'm Mike the Birdman, Doug Blaine, Ryan, Judas, don't give a crap, the loner. I am Cassie, D20 Love Chew, playing Tempest, the fucking knows. The third person. (laughs) I am Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, playing Dr. Saturday. And I roll everything. (laughs) Somehow, apparently, being an investigator has actually finally come in handy. (laughs) 
Yay skills. Yeah. And this has been These Warriors Are Terrible, brought to you by Comics and Gaming Magazine. Follow us at, on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Woo. Be seeing you. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.